This episode is brought to you by Dwell New Jersey. Steph Mann and her team are helping you buy, sell, and enjoy life in New Jersey. Check them out if you need help with pre-listing services, home renovation consultation, finding a realtor, closet edits, and small business consultation. I know Steph personally, and she is amazing. So make sure that you check them out at dwellnewjersey.com. Welcome to this episode of That Westfield Podcast. Today, we're joined by Francesco from Farinolio. Benvenuto, my friend. How are you? Grazie, Amanda. Was that okay? I'm doing very well. That's perfect. <laughs> I need to really work on, on, on the Italian. I feel like it's such a beautiful language. You have to know at least a you handful. You know where to go. Of words, right? yes. Will you <laughs> to teach me? Practice. Okay, you can practice all the time at Farinolio. <laughs> all right. That's, you know, actually very helpful. So I'm um, really glad to have you. You are one of my favorite restaurants in town, um, and I just appreciate what you guys do so much. So very grateful to have you here, and I cannot wait for you to tell everybody about what you guys do. So um, if you haven't been to Farinolio yet, it's on West, East Broad Street, right? So next to, uh, you're next to Chipotle and- 121 East Broad Street. Okay, cool. So right smack in the middle of the downtown, you really can't miss it. You have a beautiful black awning. When you step into your store, it's literally just like you walked into a completely different country, which obviously is Italy, <laughs> right? So tell us a little bit more about what it is that Farinolio does, and how it came to be. So Farinolio, it's very hard to describe because it's, when you say cafe bakery, which usually people think of us as a cafe bakery before they actually see the place. But you know, it doesn't really give it justice because it's more than just a cafe bakery. Uh, it's an idea, it's a concept. It's a way to welcome people to a our culture or my culture. So my the way that I was raised, I, I in Italy, in Florence, and I grew up. Uh, something that I wanted to share with other people in the US. So it's a concept. Again, it's really hard to explain. Um, but Cafe Bakery would be part of it. Right, right, right. Part of it. So um, you just told us that you grew up in Florence, Italy. What is the inspiration that you wanted to bring from home to here that was the most important? So the key idea, the basic idea was the schiacciata, the flatbread that mm -hmm. we use for to make sandwiches. And uh, we, we started with that. And that concept evolved into something a lot bigger and more complex as we started to conceive the idea and then actually operate the business when we opened. We thought there's more to it. It's not just a piece of bread. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a culture. It's a way of life. It's a way of living. Uh, that we want to connect. Um, we want to connect people to that idea, not just to that piece of bread. Piece of bread is, becomes like a vehicle to, a key to that, to the culture. Right, and how is that bread different from what other, what people can expect from other Italian bakeries? Because it is very different. It's very soft on the inside, harder on the outside, and literally one of the best tasting things I've ever had. So, uh, schiacciata belongs to the family of focaccia, and you'll find focaccia used, misused in many different ways. Uh, usually what you find in a lot of um, stores in the US uh, when they say focaccia is a very thick and soft mm -hmm. bread. Mm -hmm. In Tuscany, it's different. It's tend to be not as um, thick, but uh, and very crisp. Mm -hmm. We don't put oil in the baking, in the mix, but the oil is only um, brushed on the surface of the bread. Very close to what in Rome called white pizza or pizza bianca, right. 
right? So close to the concept, but different from the, the focaccia. And focaccia, again, there can be so many different things. Um, just to give you an idea of the schiacciata, uh, they're in, just in Tuscany, there are 617 names <laughs> to call the same product, which is not exactly the same. But again, depends on what part of the region, of the Tuscan region you go, you may find a different name. That's super cool. One of the things I love most about what you guys do is how fresh your ingredients are, and you import pretty much everything, right? It's something that you don't really find anywhere around here. There's so many, you know, Italian bakeries, especially growing up in North Jersey, right? There's a different, uh, so many different places you can go and everybody has their favorite. But the way we do things here and the way it's been generationally done for two or three generations here is so different from what you guys do. Um, you know, there's definitely this like North Jersey Italian culture that I grew up in. And it's just, it's great. It tastes good. But there's something that you guys do that you just really bring this element of freshness that not everybody else does. Well, I think we just wanted to be different. I'm not disparaging anybody else. Um, and uh, so I don't want to make comparison against an, an, an Italian-American okay. product, <laughs> an Italian-American product, because they're different. So what I wanted to share is my culture, what I grew up with, mm -hmm. and which I couldn't find in the U.S., right. or I couldn't find it done the right way. And that's why I decided to, why don't we do it? Right. And yes, we import um, all the ingredients. Uh, we buy some of them, the majority of them we buy through distributors that are specialty distributors. And then there are two key ingredients that we actually import. And by the way, it's also important to the name because the name Farinolio was a made up name of two Italian words, flour, farina, mm -hmm. olio, oil. So Farinolio, we combine them so that I could trademark the name. And those, by the way, are the two ingredients that we import directly. The flour comes from, uh, uh, a place, a, a company called um, Pazini, Molino Pazini, Molino stands for mill. And then the oil comes from a little town outside of Florence called San Casciano Valdipesa. Right. We know the trees, we know wow. the, the owner, and I buy that directly, so import directly that oil. That's so cool. So how much time did you spend, you know, in Italy looking for these producers of stuff that you wanted to bring here? Was it something you just kind of knew about and, or you actually had to do a lot of research to bring, to bring things over here? Uh, that's a very good question. So um, it took me about six years from conception to execution of wow. the idea to the point that nobody believed me anymore, <laughs> including my wife. I thought uh, it's never going to happen, right? Because, you know, it's taking too long. But of course, I had a full time job, which I still do, by the way. And uh, and I it took time. I didn't know anything about being an, an entrepreneur, even a small one. Mm. I didn't know anything about the food industry, except that I love food and I love good food and I'm very meticulous about my food. So I had to do a lot of work of research to study from the ingredients, from the format of the place, uh, the brand, what I wanted to, um, what I really wanted to conceive, what I wanted to develop, what, what, what was the final idea. So it took me, again, five years to do that. Wow. And, uh, and I started with the brand book. Business plan was the second step, <laughs> but the brand book was the first step. And that's why the Farinolio and the idea behind Farinolio and what I wanted to accomplish with Farinolio was very, very important. Because if I didn't, if that wasn't clear to me, it wouldn't have been clear to anybody else. That is such an excellent way to describe it. I think a lot of people start businesses and they're so worried about just how do I make money, right? They don't really think about the culture or the brand so much, or they figure the brand will be developed, you know, as you go. And sometimes that's true, but for what you did, I think 
think that was that's just so excellent. You just put in so much time and energy into actually figuring it out early on and showing that message through your food and even your staff, right? Like I, I love the way that your staff dresses, right? You have these beautiful uniforms and those really clean aprons. It's just it feels very authentic and it's it's really nice. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, your lovely wife, Annette, who is one of my favorite people in town. Um, hi, Annette. We're just, yeah. <laughs> She's the producer on the show today. Um, I have heard some great stories about how she uh, helped you develop this. Like, I was taking classes. Uh, tell me a little bit more about, again, the preparation behind Veronolio. So uh, I think, Annette, before she thought this was actually going to be real. I said, why not taking some classes about baking? So I'm gonna learn something, gonna spend time. But it wasn't yet uh, close to happen. It was like two years before um, we opened. But Annette has been obviously uh, the ideal partner in the venture. Again, the ideal, not even aware of at some point that she was going to be a partner in this venture. But uh, she was, uh, first of all, the support that she gave me, uh, which is, essential if you don't have a support of your Mm -hmm. partner for life uh, it's going to be a problem so (laughs) and uh and then she she's been critical to the success of of the venture because without her probably it may not have been here uh the reason why i'm very creative but at the same time not super organized and i need somebody that can give structure to what i (laughs) conceive that's great yeah it's it's hard to do everything by yourself i was on a podcast this morning literally talking about that same exact thing where you can only do so much by yourself. And if you don't have a strong partner and a strong team behind you, it's it's almost impossible to keep it going for a really long time and to keep it at the level of operation that you need it to in order to succeed. So um, you have another partner as well, right? Laura, who, who runs yes. the events. So yes. tell us a little so bit more we, about that. We, uh, Laura, uh, Laura Orlando, uh, is a, she's behind uh, all the social media, the uh, events that we create at Farinolio. And we met her, um, the first meeting was actually Annette that met her because she went, she used to, uh, Laura used to work for uh, a cooking school in Madison. Cool. And uh, Annette went to one of the classes. She loved the class and she loved Laura. Then Laura and her husband, Paolo, came to start came to start coming to Farinolio for breakfast and lunch because they loved it. They said, <laughs> oh, finally, you know, I find a piece of Italy that resembles what we know. And... Uh, and then one day I said, Laura, I think you need to join the project. And it was right before COVID, the ideal time to think about events, right? right? <laughs> in fact, we started to plan a lot of events and we had to cancel. <laughs> Not the next Good day, times. but in the, in a month. Right, right. But Laura has been, um, again, another key, important uh, partner in this uh, venture. And... Um, she embraced the concept and the idea without a lot of explanation. Right. She just got it. She just got it. That's great. And you need people that just get it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have to explain too much, it becomes really challenging. So. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Um, yeah. So we actually, just signed up for one of your really great events, and that it was a, it's a pizza date night cooking class. And I actually didn't know that you guys did uh, these events. Obviously, I was in a hole myself for for several years. I didn't go out very much. But once I saw that, I was like, that's so great because there's honestly sometimes not that much stuff to do in town that is just easy to do it doesn't take up a lot of time you don't have to travel to the city you know it's it's just the perfect event for people who just want something fun to do and, and learn a skill right i think what you do is uh just so beautiful because it's something everyone thinks that they know how to cook or uh you know they could do certain things but this is just a whole other level of teaching what you guys do from the heart, which I think is really exciting. So I cannot wait for that event. Um, even though I can't really eat pizza, I'm very much looking forward to kneading some dough and playing around with it. And maybe I'll have a little bit because, uh, 
I will say for someone who doesn't eat gluten, your bread is the only bread I have eaten in the last couple of years and I didn't react to it. So I think obviously that has to do with how it's produced uh, over there, the, the flour as opposed to here. Is that something you hear very often that uh, you know people with gluten intolerance or celiac disease can sometimes have some of your products? We had many customers coming to us, many guests. I'd like to call them guests because I see uh, Farinolio as almost an extension of our home. Mm. And uh, telling us impromptu, I never asked the question. I said, you know, why they were asking the question, why do I eat your bread and I don't get sick? And I know that I'm intolerant to gluten. I said, I don't know. I mean, I think I know, but I cannot tell you because I cannot (laughs) make medical claims. So it's true. uh, There are no... You know, the flour is flour. There's no processing. We do not add any gluten-free, dry gluten to make it easier it's to work with. It's not like things are here, right? So, it, so that's one thing that I can tell you. I mean, there's no preservatives. We do use, you know, there are three key ingredients, period. We don't use anything else. The, even the water is purified. Wow. The water in the store is purified and the pH adjusted for the baking of the, of the bread. So there's a lot of details that go into the production of a simple piece of bread. Uh, and that may explain the reason why obviously i would never made the medical claim and i would <laughs> and i would tell any celiac stay away from it again, uh, i think uh, if you if you have an intolerance it's, it's different but if you have a disease then it's diagnosed right, right, of course, it's of a course. different story um i i'm convinced that i can heal myself from gluten intolerance and one day i will eat your bread again but um <laughs> moving on so um your events um you have uh, how, how does somebody how does somebody sign up for the events on your page? Do they, they just go to your website? Go to uh, the website, private events and events, and you'll find all the events that we organized, and we also do private events. So a lot of the events cool. are custom, bespoke to the customer's need, to, the, to our guest needs. So, so it could I, be a birthday. I, I can call you, you and say, I want to have a party here. Laura would be your Love point that. of contact, and she'll work with you to design something that works for you. What's the max number of people you can fit? That's unfortunately the, the limit of our, our space right now. It's we've been hosting a max of twenty five people if it's That's private. A good but if yeah. it's if it's a plus if it's just a cooking lesson, we usually don't do more than fourteen, fifteen. Right, right. Sixteen of them. Some most. elbow room, right? <laughs> we cannot inflate it you know, expand that space unfortunately. So we're looking to open other spaces, but that that's a space. So right. we have to work with that space. No, it's pretty good. I think twenty five is a nice a nice size for an event, definitely. Okay, so uh, we do know that you have catering, which is really great. Um, this episode is airing on December 18th, so if you are a last-minute person like I am, <laughs> there's still time to, to come in the day before, uh, you know, to pick up your, your Christmas pastries and stuff. What are your holiday hours so people know? The uh, holiday hours uh, are, we're not going to change. I think it's only the day before Christmas, and it's a good question that you ask. <laughs> Because I don't even remember what the holiday <laughs> is. All right, we'll I check the we website. Closed, but check the website. Check the I think website. we close at one, the twenty fourth. Okay. Um, so that's we take the Christmas orders, um, and uh, I believe that's that's when we. Close. I already have a, a mouthful of lots of antipas by then, by one o'clock on yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, your pastries are really great. Tell us about some of the cookies and stuff that you guys make too that that are unique to uh, to your brand. Well, again, one is the cantucci. First of all, let me, let me say something about the word, an Italian word, biscotti. Okay, so biscotti is the general word for, in Italy, for cookies, right? So in in the Italian-American version, biscotto is a specific kind of cookie, right. what we call yes. it in Italy. Um, that kind of 
shape is called cantuccio in, okay. in Tuscany. And it's different. The taste is different. There's not, um, I think it's anise that they, they yes, use. Yeah. Uh, we don't. So it's made with uh, almonds. The traditional cantuccio, which is again a Tuscan specialty, it's made with almonds. But uh, lately we uh, made three more versions and you can make many more as well. One with uh, hazelnuts, one with uh, chocolate chips mm. and the other one with pistachio which is so wonderful good. again that's one the other one very popular uh, cookie or biscotto is the shortbread and we make shortbread with uh, jam um, nice. uh, raspberry and uh, blackberry and apricot if i remember correctly and then we make the one which is my favorite which dipped in chocolate and one yep. with nutella <laughs> which uh and then the famous one especially with kids is the star mm-hmm. powder sugar on top right. those are very popular with uh with kids, our guest our young guest yes <laughs> young guest one thing i appreciate about what you guys do is just the display the display is always so beautiful you know you go into a lot of places and sometimes you know it's like half full or there's crumbs everywhere every single time i go into your place it's just it's perfect it's just so meticulous and i really appreciate that because it's just so appetizing for the eyes right just seeing all these sandwiches stacked up and all the cookies stacked and it just makes me want to eat everything <laughs> well when you go back to uh, you know farinolio what, what is it it's an experience experience you're using all your senses right so your mm-hmm. your sight your 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 nose your touch right. and everything has to work together at the same time so you start eating with your eyes mm-hmm. so if something looks good then your appetite is actually like you'd like to try, right? So the sound that comes from, you know, we use Italian radio uh, 24 hours, you know, not to 24 hours a day because we're not open 24 <laughs> hours a day, but we, um, seven days a week, when you come to the store, there is a either usually Radio Italia that plays music. Right. Um, so because we want to kind of reach out to all your senses, make sure that all your senses are engaged in the experience of farinolio. When I say it's a concept, because you experience farinolio, you don't eat at farinolio, you just experience farinolio. The event, it's an experience that brings you closer to, uh, or close to Italy, or Tuscany, but Italy in general. So that's a key, you know, going back when you ask me the question, you know, what is farinolio? Experience would, you know, I know it would be hard, still hard to explain or understand, but it's a very important concept. I think it's great when something doesn't always have to be explained, right? So I think that's something we've lost in our culture where everyone just wants to look something up on a website and look at pictures and try to get a feel for something before they go and experience it. And it's like, just go, just go experience it. Just be present, experience the people around you. I mean, I love when I walk into your place and I nine, I would say probably eight times out of 10, I hear someone speaking a different language in there, which is really, really cool. Um, and just the details, I, the first time I ever walked into uh, Farinolio, I just, my eyes were just catching all the small details. Like you could just tell how much you guys really put into the design and the thought of everything. And it's just rare. It's really, it's really nice. Well, again, Annette has been very, very involved in all the choices that we made. The design was done by a professional. Um, we didn't just design the logo. Well, you know, I came up with a name, but the logo was done by, professionally done. Um, by uh, Ken, the designer, that's what he does, uh, and he's a partner of one of our daughters, so it's also, oh, nice. we kept everything in the family, but did a phenomenal job with the, with the logo. And um, 
and then you know the research of the packaging uh making sure that the packaging looks right it's not just you know the color is very simple it's black and white right mm -hmm. more simple can, right. can be simpler than that <laughs> but you know the shape of the the packaging the way that you package the biscotti or the mm. contouch in different ways and we always research it's never wow. it's never over it's like i don't see this as a you know we reach destination it's a journey you mm -hmm. keep going and looking for ideas how do we improve even the product how do we make it even better wow so you never stop and say okay now we're done <laughs> so. that's the killer of business right and i think that's something people don't realize when they get into it they just think oh i need to get up and running and it's like no you constantly have to innovate in, in any business right not even I, just i recently uh, listened to an interview to steve job which is you know i take a lot of inspiration from steve job and he said about starting a business starting a business said it's the hardest thing that you can possibly do in your life yeah. <laughs> said if you know he, he mentioned that he talked to a lot of people and then you know say i want to start a business and he as he was asking the question so what kind of business did you start i don't know i want to make money <laughs> So that's the wrong way to do it. Right. You know, what really helped uh, us, and, and I say us because I involved my wife, to get to where we are was the fact that you're in love with what, you, what you've done. You know, we didn't, make, we didn't pay ourselves for five, and that's why I kept yeah. my full-time job, because right. I wanted everything to be reinvested. If I, had, mm -hmm. if I were a billionaire, I would probably have done this for free. Right. Right? But I couldn't afford it. It's not sustainable. Right. Um, but that's what makes you, that's what drives you and makes you go through days that are very long, mm -hmm. challenges of all kind, you know, you, you all of a sudden you're in charge of HR, finance and marketing and sales and real estate. So you, you have to do too many, so many things at the same time. And by the way, I, I also <laughs> had a full-time job. By the way. So if you don't love it, don't do it exactly i would just would give me advice to anybody mm -hmm. that wants to start a business if you don't really love what you do and you love the idea do something else with your right. life i am totally in agreement with you on that one um people people really need to think very hard and long about what they're going to do and if it's really the thing that they want to do because it takes it takes a lot of sacrifice and it's not always fun and exciting actually most of the time it's not fun and exciting. <laughs> it's not. but you make a commitment to it right and then and then you see it out um what are some of your other favorite places in town where do you like to go when you don't feel like having uh you know i don't like to Say <laughs> I any no 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 any names no else. because i think it, it's it's unfair if i say one or the other because we try you know a bunch of them you know when we have uh when we have time because we're not we don't live in in westfield so oh, we live a favorite, in a favorite or like a uh, spice bazaar we, we like indian sometimes mm -hmm. to try you know once in a while yeah. they did a, they do a great job you know adam's tavern and we like the ambiance of uh, adam's yes. tavern so you know again we don't go out that much as you can imagine because by the, the end of the day <laughs> driving or to a to another place we make our our own food right. so we go out only to socialize but we tried you know various places in town right so 2024 i hear you guys have some big plans on the horizons anything you want to share with us so we signed the lease for another location wow. in new jersey uh we're actually exploring a third locations and i'm working on a plan to do even more than those if everything goes right but that was the idea from the beginning you know the idea was let me create something that works and then if that works uh, i'd love to share that with more people congratulations that is super exciting so i'm not gonna say yeah, where but right. it's, it's, not gonna, it's not far from from westfield 
If you want to know where, make sure you're following Farinolio on Instagram because I'm sure they will announce it uh, in a little while and you'll be one of the first to know, right? Yep. That's how they find Absolutely. out. <laughs> All right, Francesco, thank you so much. This was awesome. Please let everyone know where they can find you, uh, your website, Instagram, I just said. So it's farinolio.com. It's farinolio.com, very easy. And you'll get... You'll find all the information on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram, so you can find it. We are on LinkedIn. We're not doing a lot of work on LinkedIn, but we're on LinkedIn as well. And uh, 121 East Broad Street in Westfield, New Jersey. We're there, again, seven days a week from 7.30 to 4. And then we o- we're open for events, private events, or events that are organized for the public that are all available uh, on the, online. So you right. online, find them, book your your whatever you like. And you have an email list, correct? So if people sign up for that, correct. they'll be notified of everything? Yep. A lot of our guests are on our our mailing list. They receive all information about everything we do. Great. All right, guys. First to know. You heard the man. Go sign up at farinolio.com, F-A-R-I-N-O-L-I-O.com. We'll put all the uh, links in the show notes. Francesco, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. I always enjoy talking with you. Thank you, Amanda. Appreciate it. Bye, guys. (laughs) 